read his word, his Bible every day, get it in you, you know? And then practice being silent and waiting on God. Guess what? I found that the hardest part, (laughs) being silent. (laughs) Don't talk to my husband. (laughs) Anyone else find it hard to be just silent? (laughs) Just Eleanor, okay. (laughs) Now, I start my silent time and I'm like, Lord, I'm going to be quiet so that you can speak to me. And then it's like, I'm like, here we go. And then every noise in the house gets elevated. You know, like the fridge is going, ons, ons, ons. And the, I don't know about your fridge. And then the dishwasher's like making all sorts of noises. And then the nature outside, I'm like, whoa. It's like almost like a musical remix, you know? And then my brain starts getting to thinking again. And I'm like, no, don't think about anything. Think about nothing. But when I was asked to bring a thought or a challenge for the church tonight, I didn't know why, but I've really struggled to listen to God. And I started to overthink it, and I started to be like, this has to be amazing. Um, I have to come up with this amazing thing. And then I realized, actually, it's got nothing to do with me. (laughs) It's not about you, Chelsea. And God had already been speaking to me when I'd prayed about the goals and praying about 2024. God had been prompting me to level up, step out in faith, look at the new doors of possibilities when writing my goals. Why is it, I don't know about you, but why is it that when you write goals, sometimes they're attainable and safe? Yet we know a God who is so big, so powerful and capable of miracles. And I believe God wants to open new doors for people in 2024. That's all of you. And not just doors, but for us to level up and build his kingdom. And this year, we need to believe God can take us to new levels, open new doors, a year where you seek out God's promises and you literally stand on his promises. And he will take you to new levels. He'll help you overcome new devils and he will grow your faith like never before. New levels, new devils, come on. We've got to keep leveling up too. In Revelation 3, 7 to 8, it says this, These are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. When he opens, what he opens, no one can shut. And what he shuts, no one can open. I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know you have little strength, yet you keep my word and do not deny my name. This year, I believe God wants to say to those out there that that are filled with worry or fear, God wants to close those doors for 2024. He wants them closed. And He wants to open up new doors for you to grow in your faith and to trust God like never before. Now, these are really important concepts to understand because this is a season where God is calling us to build. We could say to build the kingdom, And to do so, there are doors of opportunity that we must recognize and go through. So just as God wants to open doors for us us to level up, Satan wants to shut them in our faces. Now, closed doors are not necessarily bad things. God can close doors to prevent mistakes, close doors because maybe we don't have all the information yet. So he bars the way either spiritually or physically. 
Closed doors can redirect your walk. And sometimes God has a different opportunity in mind, one that's going to yield more and bigger fruit, more contentment and greater impact for His kingdom. Closed doors, believe it or not, can test your faith, but it also builds perseverance. Closed doors can also buy us time. Sometimes God may temporarily hold or shut opportunities for service in your life until the believer or you are properly equipped for kingdom work. So we also note that there are doors that are shut by demonic oppression as well. And we need great discernment. And that's ours to know the difference. We need new authority. And that's been released in us to stop Satan from interfering in advancement. The real message is, God wants to open doors for you. And he'll create a perfect pathway for us to follow, to keep your feet on. And you'll walk over thresholds leading to service satisfaction and glory to the Lord. Waiting for the Lord to speak or act can be hard. I know, been there, done that. But we'll learn wisdom, patience, and trust by pausing prayerfully until He reveals His will. The Holy Spirit can see the whole roadmap for our life, which is why we are to follow His guidance, His promptings. Now, doors of influence and doors of opportunities and doors to obtain wisdom are going to be open for you, for us. But there is warfare at the gates. And it might be said that the serpent is by your gate. Do not be deterred from obtaining your new opportunities because there is warfare surrounding them. Don't be afraid of it. We serve a big God, a big, powerful God. And it's time for you to flourish. In this new season, 2024, flourish means to grow, to prosper, to thrive, to increase, and to multiply. So do not be content with merely surviving. God wants you to flourish. And if you're not flourishing, why? Maybe you have to examine your root system. Are there generational strongholds over you? Or do you have roots of bitterness? that are built up. Rejection. Don't bring the old into the new because it will defile your new season. And new levels of revelation are going to be open to you, to us. It says in Luke 37, and no one puts new wine into new into old wineskins for the new wine would burst the wineskins, spilling the wine, ruining the skins. New wine must be stored in new wineskins. And no one who drinks the old wine seems to want the new wine. I want the new wine. God wants to open new doors for you for 2024. I really believe that. Not just for my own life, not just for my connect group, my family, but for all of you. And He wants you to flourish. He wants you to level up. Yeah, let's all say level up. Ready? One, two, three. Level up. And he wants you to build his kingdom. And if that's you tonight, I just want to get you to stand as they're going to sing again. And if that's you tonight, it too, everyone. If that's you tonight, you want to see God 
do amazing things in your life for 2024. Maybe there's doors you've got to shut. Maybe tonight you just need to step out. You need to step on the altar here tonight. And you need to make that step of faith. You need to come up the front and be like, Lord, I'm rid of this. I don't want to worry. I don't want fear to overtake me. I want to break free from um, generational strongholds. I want to break free from things that no longer serve me. I want to close those doors so that I can step into what you have for me for 2024. I want to flourish. I want to thrive with you, Lord. And I want to build your kingdom. If that's you, step forward. Come forward. Put it on the altar now. And as we sing, I just pray at the same time. So if that's you, come forward now. God, I pray you would come right now. Your presence come. Fill this place. Holy Spirit, fill us afresh. Lord, I pray for a fresh encounter with you for 2024. Lord, close those doors in our life that no longer serve us. Doors of bitterness, rejection, generational strongholds, Lord. Close them. Father, I pray you would open doors of opportunity to build your kingdom, opportunity for your people to flourish, to grow, prosper, thrive, increase and multiply a year of more intimacy with you in our daily lives. I pray that each day, Father, we would seek you. I pray for every person here struggling with doubts of what you've called them to do. God, help us to trust you even in the unknown. Dear God, make our days useful and our homes peaceful and our efforts fruitful. I wanna thank you for all those things you do that we never see helping us get through each day safely and your many other countless blessings. Help us walk closely with you. Amen. Amen. Come on, congregation, let's just pray for a moment. Let's pray for a moment. Of that, I mean, just close your eyes, focus on Him. pretty much Chelsea told me what she was going to speak on she said doors and I thought fantastic there'll be no crossover but there is a bit of a crossover in what I'm going to say but I think it's for a reason you know when things line up sometimes it's because God's trying to get a message through Um, I'm going to try and keep this quick so don't if you if you don't need to sit don't sit Um, well where'd it go 16, 16, 16. Okay. So I want to invite you to, um, I want to invite you guys to a, a, a special club. Only select people get to be a part of this club. It's a very unique club, but you're all invited. Let me say that. Let me read this. It's from Matthew 16. He said to you, uh, he said to them, But who do you say that I am? 
Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And my phone's just gone funny. Come here. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Come on, you. What are you doing here? Sorry, guys. Maybe it's the Lord trying to prove a point here. Sorry, guys. Ah, there we go. Cool. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevent, prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I feel like I, I just got to say this again. You are part of a very unique club. You have been selected as part of a very unique club. But why do you say that, Gene? I say that because of this. See, Simon Peter here, he goes, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah. Listen to this. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Do you hear that? It said, if you are a believer in this place right now, it has very little to do with you. But at the same time, it's all to do with you because you have been God has revealed Himself to you. You understand that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. You are quite a, a select club of people. Welcome. It's great to have you here. It's really cool. God has revealed Himself to you. He has shown Himself to you you understand that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. Then Jesus says this, And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock, that is the revelation that Jesus is the Christ and the Son of the living God, on this rock, I will build my church. And this is the amazing part, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. It's another revelation right there. We are now part of the church. We are building the church. And a revelation for us on top of that, Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, is that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. It will not prevail. Another revelation, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. You, the select club, those who have, have been, have had the revelation that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, now have the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth, whatever you close, whatever door it is that you close, will be closed. And whatever door you open, Whatever you loose Come on. will be loosed, will be opened. I want to concur with Chelsea. I want to agree with her tonight. That tonight, 
there is the revelation here that we have been given the keys of the kingdom of heaven and that whatever we bind on earth, be it the salvation of a friend or family member, be it poverty, be it sickness, be it revelation, whatever it is, whatever we bind will be bound. Whatever we loose will be loosed. So that's what I wanna pray for tonight. It's called spiritual warfare because of all of this doesn't have anything to do with the natural. It doesn't have with you bashing someone over the head with a Bible. It doesn't have you, it's not about you throwing hundreds and thousands of dollars at something. It's about this, spiritual warfare, fighting the principalities and powers that are above you, that are oppressed you, that oppress your friends, that oppress your schoolmates, that oppress your, oppress your co-workers, pushing out with the revelation that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. There is no one above Him. The one revelation that the world needs, the one revelation that the world needs is not more money, is not a better job, it's the revelation that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. And who reveals it? We do. As we bind things and as we loose things, we reveal it. It's on us, the select club. So we have to get strong and we have to stand up and we have to begin to pray and we have to begin to see that this nation is saved and start praying like it's saved, loosing it, binding it, whatever it is, beginning to see it, beginning to feel it, beginning to push out, knowing what we have in our hands, the keys of the kingdom of heaven. So all I'm gonna do now, because Chelsea's done an awesome job setting it up. So I'm just gonna ask you to lift your hands and we're gonna spend, if everybody can stand to your feet, come on, stand to your feet. If you're a believer in this place, if you're part of the select club, stand to your feet, lift up your hands and let's begin to pray for a fresh anointing of spiritual warfare power. I'm not gonna pray, you're gonna pray. Come on church, this is on you. You're part of the club. Come on, you proclaim Him as King. You pray about your revelation. He's the Son of God. He's the Christ. Physical determination.
spiritual eyes, physical determination. Spiritual eyes, physical determination. You can have spiritual eyes, but you need to have physical determination. You need to push through. You need to command your body. You need to tell it to pray. You need to tell it to submit. You, you need physical determination, okay? So, so often we just get spiritual eyes, but we need physical determination. We need to want it. We need to mean it. That's the difference. It always has been, always has been. The disciples left that upper room, physical determination. The disciples went back to the upper room, Acts 4. They left again, physical determination. Start tonight, okay? I didn't know Jean was going to talk about revelation, and that's what I am too. So I think the Lord knew. But um, I've got, I really felt to share this verse, Proverbs 29, 18. And, you know, when I got saved 35 years ago, it was without a vision, people perish. Happy is he who keeps the law. And we all said, Amen. And had no idea what the heck that meant. <laughs> and then I was recently just reading in Ellie's favorite Bible version, and the one Bill Johnson always raves about, TPT, the Passion Translation. And um, very good if you're a passionate person. And this is what it says in uh, verse 18. Where there is no clear prophetic vision, people quickly wander astray. But when you follow the revelation of the word, heaven's bliss fills your soul, which really is pads it out so much more than without a vision, people perish. <laughs> and so we are, it is incumbent upon us, like Jean was saying, to be a people of revelation who are receiving revelation from the Lord, who are hearing from God. And it comes from the word. And it comes from spending time with Him. And what God downloads into us is a vision. What is a vision? It's an image. It's a picture. And it talks about in that verse a prophetic vision. Without a prophetic vision, people wander astray. So the Lord wants to give you a prophetic picture, a vision for your life. Sometimes we can feel pressured to get a vision. I've got to get a vision. I've got to get a vision. Oh, I've got to come up with a vision for my connect group or for my whatever I'm leading. Oh God, help me. And you're trying to get a vision. It's just a picture. And it might not be a full picture. It might not have every detail, but it's something that you can see yourself doing in the future. Or it might be the future is closest tomorrow. But it's a picture of something and God wants to give you that. Not only the pastors on staff, He wants to give you that, every believer, for your life. Something prophetic. He wants to give you a vision for 2024, a picture. He wants to give you a picture or a vision for your marriage. Not just so, oh, not get divorced. No, we can do better than that. That's a low bar right there. You know, he wants to give you a vision for what he wants your marriage to look like next year and in 10 years and in 20 years and in 30 years. He wants to give you a vision if you have children for your children, for your family, what they will look like. And it's a picture and it might be a bit of an indication of what you think their ministry or their gifting or their bent is. Train up a child in the way he or she should go in the bent 
they have is another kind of Greek meaning, um, Hebrew meaning like of what it is, the way he should go, their bent, their gifting, their particular anointing. He wants to give you a vision for your ministry or what it is you can do for him. He wants to give you a vision for your career or for your business or what your future will look like. What is that picture like? And it comes from revelation. We hear it, we sense it, we receive it from the Lord. We need to have a vision for all of these areas because a vision keeps us on track. Without a vision, people perish. Without a vision, people cast off restraint. We're running around unrestrained. We have no goal to work towards. There's no point in doing any training because we don't care. We're wandering aimlessly. We're just like fatalistic. Okay, sarah, sarah, whatever we will be. Let's just um, breathe in and out and see where we get to, shall we? No! He wants us to be a prophetic people with a prophetic vision, revelation from Him. It comes from the Word and we walk into it in faith. That's what He wants. And He doesn't just give it to the pastors for the church. He gives it to you for your life because you are responsible for your life and you steward your life and you steward your marriage and you steward your children, your family. You steward your anointing, your giftings, your ministry. You steward your business or your career. And it's important that we have one of these for each area. We don't just have to accept any outcome that rolls along. We can stand firm in the Lord and we pray into that vision and we pray in tongues into it and we speak life over it and we speak into it in faith. And I know there are people here tonight because I felt like the Lord showed me there's people here and you're fearful of the future because you don't have a vision for it. You don't have a prophetic picture in your mind of what it looks like. And the devil is trying to give you one. <laughs> and you don't want that one. You dialed the wrong number. You got the wrong guy. You want the Lord's one. You want the one that the Holy Spirit is trying to imprint into your spirit. And it gets imprinted into our spirit when we do what Chelsea said and we stop and we turn off the device and we sit in the presence of God. And we're, we're doing that tonight. It's beautiful. So what I want us to do now is, we'll sing something, but I want us to, if that's you, and you know there's an area in your life where you need a vision, I'd like you to come forward. Maybe you don't have any vision for any area. You just need something. You need some prophetic picture and vision. And God is wanting to download one into you. And it won't be the full download, but it might be the start of it as you wait up here on the Lord. So let's stand. We're going to worship. And if that's you, you come forward now. Thank you, Father. Lord, download your vision right now. Download it to these, your children. Lord, loose a prophetic flow right now, right here in Jesus' name. More. More. Thank you, Lord. Give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. Give us eyes to see it in Jesus' name. start I did say we're, we're going to anoint everybody but I just feel to do uh, two things first well two two older calls the first one I got um, Eleanor did vision but I felt there was people and you and you may even be have already come out but I, I'd come out again you, you you got a decision to make you don't know what to do it's like man there's these two roads or these two things it's a decision I don't know what to do
and you're in the valley of decision, and I feel you to come and just give it to God. Yeah, you can sit down. Everybody, you need to just stretch, just relax. I asked everybody at the start a word for tonight, and my one was relax. Relax. Just relax. So I put my hands in my pocket, slouch slightly, relax. But okay, you want to make a decision. You need to make a decision. There's people, you, you don't know what decision to make. And then the other group, so if, if that's you, just in a moment, come running up and stand up here. I like the idea of running. That's cool. And, um, and here, if you're in a spiritual battle, now you know you're in a spiritual battle uh, if you feel like you're fighting something. So, so a spiritual battle is something that seems that um, you're a, you might feel oppressed by something. You might feel load. You might have, uh, uh, um, in relationships, there might be turmoil. You might be repeating. You might even feel like you're going around the, the, the mountain again. You know how you, man, oh, why am I here again? That, that's a battle. That, that's a spiritual battle. You might have something that you feel, man, every time I do this, it goes wrong. And, and so what that creates is a fear of doing it because you go, oh, it's going to go wrong. That's a spiritual battle. You might have somebody that, that in your workplace or somewhere you go where every time they come, they just, they affect the atmosphere around your workplace. They bring a negative vibe in. That, that's a spiritual battle. That's a spiritual battle. When, when someone walks in and it suddenly it's, oh man, I don't like this. That's a spiritual battle. Now that's not binding them. That's just binding the spiritual thing. So if you're in a spiritual battle where you need to make it, if you're just having trouble making a, stand, uh, a decision, quickly stand up. Oh, just stand up and come out. Come out out here. Out this side here. Someone's just going to come and start praying for you. If you feel you're in a spiritual battle, Decision, battle. Decision, battle. Thank you, Jesus. So if you're one of our prayers, come and, come and pray for people. Samuel walked in and said, hey, David, you're, you're to be the next king. He then anointed him for that position. He anointed him for that task. And, you know, I, I feel this year we need an anointing on us to do what God's called us to do. You are called to change the world. You are called to change the people around you. You've got a mission. You've got a vision because everybody came out for a vision. You've got a, we've got a task to do. We've got people that need you to, to, to hear from God, need you to do what He's called you to do. And we've got an enemy that's trying to get at you. Well, the anointing comes and it protects you. It's like it, it empowers you. 
And so we want to anoint everybody with oil. And uh, so how it's going to work, it's really simple. It's we've got a whole lot of people that are going to pray. And so in a moment, I'm going to say, come out here. And they're going to run out here. And we're going to, because I'm into running, got to run. Uh, we're going to run out here. They're going to grab one of these little things here with oil. And they're just going to anoint each person with oil. So uh, I think we've got to do it by rows. And so you sort of, you'll come down, get anointed by a person, then go sit down. And look, it's only take us about 15 minutes to do. And then we'll, we'll move on to the last thing, which is the announcements, okay? But, but before, this is much more fun getting to this first. So, so if, if those people that are anointing, why don't you jump to your feet and come running out here? Run, run, run as fast as you can. Can't catch me. On t- yeah, the ones that have been asked. These people look like they've all been asked. <laughs> okay. So just spread out along here. Now, you are sort of, if, and I know this is a bit weird sometimes to go, oh, I don't want to go to that person. But if you want to go to a female, because you're female, you go to a female. If you want to go to a male, uh, go to a male. If you don't care, go to whoever there. It's fine. Uh, you might look, okay, just spread out a little bit more, guys. These guys here just spread out a little bit more. Okay, so they're going to anoint you. They're going to pray for you. Some will do it in one minute. Some will take a little bit of time. They might give you a prophetic word and and they'll just just pray for you. Now, I think we've got Tori is going to direct the rose. Jump up, jump up, Tori. And who else? And Lee. And so we'll just, hey, tap you up and look, you know, and, and, and if you see, hey, there's no one there, just run up to them. You might need someone to help you to go. Everybody stand to your feet. We're gonna, I need you to sing while we, uh, while we do this. Sing and worship because you bring the presence of God into this place. Okay, let's go. Thank you, Jesus.